Hi everyone, Larry Bailey here, Mortgage Workflow Partners, and we're gonna go through another weekly newsletter. Uh, this is the weekly newsletter for the review of October 23rd, 2023. And consumer inflation continued to inch lower in September while signed contracts for new and existing homes were better than expected, showing resiliency in the housing market. Here's what's going on in the headlines. Here's the, uh, the stories. Plus there's a hack. If you love peanut butter, you're gonna to wanna to pay attention. And uh, the first story is inflation inching lower. The second story is pending home sales perk up in September. Third story is big rebound in new home sales. The fourth story is third quarter GDP is better than expected. And the fifth story is jobless claims suggest slowdown in hiring. As a reminder, all this information is brought to you by MBS Highway, your trusted source for mortgage market intelligence. Head over to mbshighway.com for your subscription. It's also brought to you by Mortgage Workflow Partners, that's us. And we help you with everything with regards to workflow review, technology review, most importantly, helping you get stuff done at ways that you can actually afford and actually is meaningful. We believe in educating you so that you can learn how to fish and not just rely on third parties for the rest of your life, professionally speaking, of course. So let's get into this first story of inflation inching lower. If you're listening to this on podcast, thank you very much. But you can also watch the uh, full video replay here on screen over at mortgage.community. So here's what's going on. Um, you see that uh, on the image, we've got the personal consumption expenditures seem to be going down. The core year over year seems to be going down. Um, but what's the bottom line here? So the September's PCE, personal consumption expenditures, showed that the headline inflation increased by 0.4% with year-over-year -year reading holding steady at 3.4%. And the core PCE, which is the Fed's preferred measure of, me of measuring this out, it strips out the food and volatile energy prices that uh, go on. So that rose by 0.3% in September. And the year-over-year -year reading fell from 3.8 to 3.7. This is the lowest level in two years. So listen, gang, inflation has made significant progress lower after peaking last year. We all remember those headline readings were at um, currently at 3.4%, where last year they were at 7.1%. And then again, now the, the core reading is at 3.7%, and that was down from 5.6% last year. It, plus, if we annualize the last six months worth of core PCE readings, which the Fed did during their last meeting, the core PCE is even lower at 2.8%. And listen, this is still above the Fed's 2% target, but it's the, moving in the right direction. So the Fed's been hiking its benchmark Fed funds rate, which is the overnight uh, rate for borrowing uh, between banks, tries to slow down the economy and curb inflation. Their latest hike in July was the 11th since March of last year, pushing the Fed funds rate to the highest level in 22 years. The Fed did not hike their September meeting, so they're going to continue to assess. And um, we'll see what happens. Um, a lot of information came out uh, today. Uh, we saw the, the stock market went up by over 500 points and the, and the uh, in the exchange, so we'll see what happens here um, uh, in their next meeting, which is Wednesday, the 1st of November. <clears throat> next story is pending home sales uh, perk up in September. So pending home sales rose 1.1% from August to September, which is much stronger than the 2% headline decline that was expected. And, and those sales were 11% below the level seen a year earlier And this data measure signed contracts on existing homes. So it's a forward-looking indicator. So the bottom line here is while September's 
boost in signed contracts shows resiliency in the housing market, they still remain at historically low levels, quote unquote, per Lawrence Young, the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors. Elevated mortgage rates have certainly caused many buyers to press pause, but tight inventory remains a key challenge, of course. There's a house literally right down the road from here. I mean, a great price, great house, gone. I'm not kidding. I think it was gone three days because um, it was priced well and there's no inventory. Um, I live in Hainesport, New Jersey. There were three houses for sale in all of Hainesport, New Jersey. Now there's two. <laughs> so uh, inventory, inventory, inventory. Um, biggest thing. Hey, here's the next story. Big rebound in new home sales. So this is good news. New home sales, which measures signed contracts on new homes, rose 12.3% from August to September to a 759,000 unit annualized pace. And this was much stronger than estimates in the highest level in a year, with sales up nearly 34% since last September. So what happened here? The lack of existing homes for sale has caused many buyers to explore new construction options, yet more, quote, available supply is still needed to meet demand as only 75,000 of the 435,000 new homes available for sale at the end of September were actually completed. The rest were either under construction or not even started yet. So the tight supply of both existing and new homes will continue to be supportive of new home prices. On that note, the median sales price for new homes was $418,800, which was down way down from the $477,700 a year ago. While this might sound like home prices are declining, Remember, this does not reflect the same as appreciation, just the mid-price. So uh, uh, Danushka Nanayakara-Skillington, Assistant Vice President for Forecasting and Analysis for the National Association of Home Builders, explained, open quote, to compensate for this high interest rate environment, more builders are building smaller homes, which has resulted in a decline in the median home new, uh, new home price, close quote. I, I get that. Um, and I think building smaller homes um, is one thing. I think uh, this is my own personal commentary, but I also see more multi-unit housing going up, which means condominiums or townhouses. So higher density, lower prices, makes sense. More volume, makes sense. Uh, so here's the next story. The third quarter GDP is better than expected. So the first reading of the third quarter for 2023 gross domestic product, also known as GDP, show that the U.S. economy grew by 4.9%, higher than estimates, thanks in large part to the increase in consumer spending, inventory and government spending. Note that this data is subject to revision, of course, and when the second and final readings are released November 29th and December 21st, respectively. Bottom line here is GDP functions as a scorecard for the country's economic health. So this strong reading in the third quarter seems promising, for the economy at least, so, however, this increased spending seen over the summer months may not be sustainable, which could mean we'll see a slowdown in GDP for the fourth quarter of this year. I don't know if you saw this, gang. again, personal commentary, but there's a lot of graphs coming out last week with regards to credit card spending going through the roof, through the roof. Buying public, please be careful. Um, it started lending in 93. I saw clear um, cyclical designs of credit card spend, cash out, refinance. Credit card spend, cash out, refinance. Home equities happen too. So what they people would do is they go credit card, home equity loan, then they'd cash out on their primary home. <laughs> I, I see the same thing happening, which uh, might be really good for the lending industry, um, but I'm just out there suggesting to people, um, you know, as you can keep your credit card 
finances in check because those interest rates are typically somewhere 20s or even 30 percent. Um, so just be careful, please. So uh, next story is jobless claims suggest a slowdown in hiring. So the initial jobless claims rose by 10,000 in the latest week with 210,000 people filing for unemployment benefits for the first time. Despite this weekly increase, the number of first time filers remains uh, near its lowest level seen this year. The real story is continuing claims. These things keep increasing. So 63,000 more people were added to the continuing claims list, and that's totaling now 1.79 million people that are still receiving benefits after filing their initial claim. So the bottom line here is the low numbers of claims show that employers are trying to hold on workers, yet continuing claims have now risen for six straight weeks. This suggests that it's becoming harder for people to find employment. Um, I'm going to be curious to see what happens to these continuing claims. Um, now the UAW strike seems to be on the good side. Huge benefit and kudos to everybody um, getting more, um, getting paid more for what they earn. So kudos to that group. And um, we'll see what happens to the unemployment numbers here. Here's that family hack of the week I told you about. If you love peanut butter, guess what? November is the National Peta Peanut Butter Lovers Month. I don't know who set that up, but apparently it is. And so these classic peanut butter cookies are courtesy of all recipes and they make for a delicious treat. So you're gonna preheat that oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit, grease a baking sheet. In a large bowl, you're gonna cream together one cup sugar, one stick of butter, make sure it's room temperature. Beat in one egg, then mix one cup peanut butter and one teaspoon of pure vanilla extract until smooth and creamy. Stir in the half teaspoon of salt, one half teaspoon of baking soda, and one and one half cups of all-purpose flour until well combined. Roll dough balls into one inch uh, balls and then uh, roll them in sugar, why not? Place on prepared baking sheet and flatten with a fork, making that crisscross pattern. That's actually a lot of fun. Bake that for 12 to 15 minutes or until the edges are golden. Make sure they're cool on a baking sheet. Move them to a wire rack to cool completely and then eat them, eat them, eat them, eat them. Here's what's coming up this week. So Tuesday, that's tomorrow, Halloween. It brings an update on home price appreciation for August via the Case Schiller and Federal Housing Finance Agency, also known as FHFA. Labor sector reports will also make headlines starting Wednesday with the job openings via the JOLTS report. Uh, and uh, for September, ADP's employment report, which measures private payrolls for October. The latest jobless claims uh, will be reported on Thursday, and while Friday brings October's job report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, also known as BLS. Remember, that includes the non-farm payrolls and unemployment rate. But you know what's going to be the biggest news? You guessed it. It's the Fed two-day meeting, which begins Tuesday with their monetary policy statement and press conference coming on Wednesday. So the, new, the question is, will the Fed once again pause hikes to the Fed funds rate or not? Um, so... Uh, thank you very much for always listening to this. Listen, tomorrow, the 31st, over on mortgage.community, if you want to understand how to uh, use a lot of the best practices for being a processor in the Encompass platform from ICE Mortgage Technology, make sure you get over to mortgage.community. Um, that's at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it is free, of course, and feel free to join the community. And I hope you make it to the, uh, to the event and uh, learn more about best practice processing um, habits and uh, technology and updates and everything in between that we help our clients learn over it here at uh, Mortgage Workflow Partners. My name is Larry Bailey. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Bye-bye.